Yeah, we're live. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I start every podcast now. Oh, yeah, we're oh, live. Yeah. This is a Kool-Aid man intro. Uh, Better than Macho Man. That always hurts my voice. Yeah, don't do that. Um, So, for the listeners who want the DPW experience for some reason, we are back with another IRC inebriated reading challenge. Jerusalem was a colossal failure that was so epic that we just couldn't do this series for like a year or whatever it was it was bad uh it's not even the book was bad or anything it was just so dense and it was a bad idea thinking we could cover that in any reasonable amount of time but this i I have higher hopes for well i did before i uh i watched a documentary when i was building a shitty table like 20 minutes ago and um, we are covering Oblivion sh- <laughs> Stories, their short story collection by David Foster Wallace. I figured this would be a good introduction for me to get into Wallace's work without just getting overwhelmed. But just from, uh, I started to read the first story, Mr. Squishy, and then I stopped because it was just big, dense blocks of text. And I was <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I'm not ready for this. I need a minute. <laughs> need a couple days. I didn't stretch. I wasn't prepared. Where's the lube? And I also watched um I was, well, I was listening to like a biography on him and he just uh, just seemed like a genius that was very depressed and i'm thinking oh man if his work is like just from listening to him speak if his work is anything like that i'm gonna feel like a, a giant dollard and i'm gonna want to <laughs> cry after reading his stories uh you actually read the first story we'll do that next episode where we'll talk about it yeah. but What's your overall just uh, initial impression of his work? Because this is the first thing you've read from him, right? Yeah, I was going to jump into the, um, what is it, the Infinite Jest. But then I saw that you could like bench press that and actually make some gains. So I was yeah. like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll wait. <laughs> maybe, I'll wait. Maybe uh, set that aside for a while. <laughs> Hold up a table or something. Yeah. So I was like, eh, I'll baby step. So Oblivion looked like a good idea. Um, it sounded like a yeah, good idea when I looked it up on Amazon. <laughs> and I was like, hey, Ashley, you want to cover this? And he's like, sure. <laughs> Why the fuck it not? It looks great. <laughs> this is amazing. It's by DFW. That's there's awesome. only like, what, seven stories or something like that? In here? I don't think there's, there's a lot. I think there's eight, but one of them's like three pages. Oh, well, that's so, good. That'll which be... that could be a single sentence based on what yeah. I've read. I was like, oh, my god. Well, gosh. the first story is like 67 pages long. I was like, oh. So that's like a fucking novella. <laughs> Just From the what fact I was reading. that you know that is like a sign that you're like, oh my God, I need an ending. <laughs> Please. Now you said you were going to do some kind of research for, I'm assuming, just David Foster Wallace. I think you probably know a little bit more about his life than I do. I know his family were kind of like academics and he mm-hmm. uh, came from that background. So he was a very smart guy and he was like, he ushered in the whole cool writer of the 90s kind of feel that a lot of people copied afterwards um i saw a thing where people said that everyone was copying his style of writing and i don't know who the fuck these people are because i didn't read anything that's similar to what he was doing at the time so i don't know um it's uh yeah he was he did come from an academic back like his dad was in like some sort of theoretical or one of them was in theoretical mathematics. I think it was uh, David Foster Wallace, and his dad was in something more practical. And so he, like, he joked that he never felt like he was living up. I was like, dude, you're doing like theoretical math- mathematics. I don't know how you don't live up. But um, yeah, 
I guess he was like a stupid big um, like tennis buff. Like he wanted to be a pro tennis player is what he actually wanted to be. And that explains I can't the, hair. the reason behind that. Yeah. Like Andre <laughs> I- said, Agassi yeah, or something. <laughs> yeah, I always had the bandana on and everything. And it sounds like he just kind of wrote something and then put it out there. And it wasn't really his intention to become a popular novelist. He just wanted to write something. And then he kind of fell into it, and he never really liked the attention or anything like that. Oh, like, it always made guy. him very uncomfortable. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, how dare you become wildly successful <laughs> and emulated. Yeah, all right. Man, Quoted. No, you son of a bitch. Nobody else would want that. Yeah, he got very popular. But, of course, just from my understanding of his personality type, uh, that was probably a very bad thing for him, actually. Uh, yeah. He did suffer with depression and ultimately took his own life, which I did not mm. read the details of that, so I'm not, I haven't gone over his biography, which I would imagine would be just as dense as his work, but because um, yeah. he seemed like a pretty accomplished guy. Uh, just like watching his interviews, like I got to listen to that guy talk all day, though, just because you have like those people who try to sound smart, and then you have those people that just are smart. He's one of those yeah. people that was just smart. Like You just listen to him and like, oh, see, that's like a real intellectual. That guy's actually saying the big words but he's using them where they fit not just using them so uh yeah which uh when i was reading the gigantic words in the uh just when i was flipping through the oblivion just picking out random sections to read i was like oh yeah i'm gonna either have to get my dictionary or just not be so dumb when i'm reading this like it's definitely not gonna be (laughs) one of those things i'm reading when i'm kind of falling asleep or drinking or like i'm gonna be nice and sober for this i think is there a glossary in the back? Is, does it come with pictures? Uh, my hope for going into this was just uh, to get into his work and maybe find an author who I haven't read yet that I like their work. Like That's usually what I go into these kind of things. Um, now, I'm not quite so sure after just reading some of the synopsis <laughs> and stuff. I'm like, I'm not sure what I'm hoping to take away from this. <laughs> it's just pure unbridled confusion. Uh, I, I hope I like it. If if I don't like it, I hope I at least find it interesting because like I, I have several things that I, I really researching is, is interesting and engages my mind, but I don't actually like the material itself. Like if looking over just national statistics for addiction and all this stuff, like I can look up that stuff and find causes, but I'm like, I really don't like what I'm reading, but it's really interesting. (laughs) So when you, cause you read that first story, you're, you're, I don't know if you're trying to sell me on it, but everything you said made me not want to read it. (laughs) You're like, Oh, well it's mind numbingly boring, but there's like noise in the background. That's really interesting. Then you, okay. So the story itself is just, Boring as fuck, but everything else might, you know, the the, the little things read between the lines, man. Oh. <laughs> I'm I'm like, read, uh, I've been reading high fantasy, though. I don't want to read between the lines. I don't want to bludgeon me over no. the head with imagery. <laughs> expo dumps, expo dumps. Well, no, the, I told, there's one I downside. Wife, oh. oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying I showed my wife the text I sent you, and she's like, that was horrible. <laughs> it was. I showed Spencer that, and I was like, this is what this – I think I actually read it on the air on the last episode. I was like, listen to what he was trying to sell me on. <laughs> that episode will be out Tuesday. Well, I guess by the time this – I don't know when these are going to air. We'll put them out one day. I want to finish the thing before we do it, but you never know how these will go. But anyway – um, when I was reading like some of the synopsis and then what he just the things he writes about or wrote about, 
I just thought to myself, I don't like any of this stuff. I don't like right, <laughs> I don't like corporate America. I don't give a shit about that. I don't really care about like political ideals and fiction, um, like ideology. I like reading about depression issues. Like that just kind of probably would make me depressed. I generally stay <laughs> away from that stuff. Like I read a lot what? of Yukio Mishima, and that's like kind of pushing it sometimes. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I feel like I'm gonna be down in the dumps. Maybe I should wait till summer to read this, like not the dregs of winter. So I'm hoping that I don't know because the first one's like about a focus group, isn't it? The Mister Squishy. It, yeah, it's it's about a focus group kind of, and then the more yeah, I won't get into it. We can we can delve into yeah. it later, but yeah, it's there's a lot of like he does like a lot of dry satire on yeah corporate America and branding and advertising and things that either I'm not smart enough to understand or just don't care about. Yeah, it seems like at least in interviews that I've seen, he was in he was doing an interview with like Charlie Rose and I think Jonathan Franzen was there as well. But he was talking about like how he's writing about 90s America, which mm. is kind of like where he grew up. And, you know, he's he's interested in writing about corporate America and advertising and all that because he's like super he was well, he was a uh, self-professed like super TV addict. Like you just sit there in front of it for hours and he was interested on how that started and. You know, if people are actually able to break free from it, is it good that we're addicted to TV? Is it not? You know, all this stuff. So I really wish he was still around because I would love to hear his opinion on like because if he's, you know, was that into like TV addiction and stuff. Imagine, you know, the smartphone revolution and the addiction Mm -hmm. to the Internet. Like he would definitely find a lot to write about there, I think. Um And I just uh, I think we need some more smart people to be like, hey, you dummies, quit watching the tiktoks all day as uh somebody, somebody keeps feel like you're calling me, me out somebody keeps sending me these tiktoks and i'm trying to write high mm. literature here yeah you know you got to talk to spencer about that he's he's got problems no he sends me about 30 <laughs> reels every hour on instagram which is just the, <laughs> it's just tiktoks but like three months late because <laughs> so, i show many of those and she's like i seen those like a year ago and i was like oh fuck you i didn't <laughs> but uh <laughs> Yeah, but he sends me those all day. So I just have my uh, the messages on Instagram. I have them on silent or like they won't show up on my phone because they just it'd be all night. It just keep blowing up. I'm like, God damn it. Because he works like three in the morning. So he's up there watching TikToks. And I'm like, dude, I don't need these. I'm trying to see. Spencer, go to sleep. <laughs> so I guess on the next week's uh, Inebriate Reading Challenge, which will be the real start of this, we're going to cover Mr. Squishy, which was... Uh, a ribbly, a ribbly. Oh, I can't speak English. Um, <laughs> was originally originally published as Mister Squishy in McSweeney's Number Five, which was in two thousand. I don't know what that is. Uh, I guess he wrote that under the pseudonym Elizabeth Clem. Um, interesting. So the story takes place in November nineteen ninety five and follows a focus group in a marketer's conference room, as well as the facilitator of the focus group, Terry Schmidt. Schmidt leads a focus group that is taste-testing a new chocolate snack named Felonies while a person free climbs up the building's north face. I don't know how I feel about that. The climbing part sounds interesting. <laughs> the uh, the rest of it, I just that sounds like mind-numbing boringness that you described. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I was accurate. All right. <laughs> I'm interested to see how fast I could read some of these stories. Like, could I just do it in a sitting? Did, were you able to read the first story in one sitting, or did you have to take breaks? 
Well, I've got kids, so I had to read in like five minute intervals oh. because so and the thing with it, like I had to start using a a bookmark just to like lay it under the, the line that I was reading and move down because some of the paragraphs are literally four or five pages long. Oh. And some of the sentences are like an entire page. So you're like, oh, crap. If I stop now, I'm not going to know what I was looking at. Oh, that sucks. Because no. uh, sometimes <laughs> when I'm reading things, I like a nice clean break where I could pick up. And if he's just got sentences that go on for days, that's going to be tough. Or paragraphs that don't end. Um, <laughs> maybe by the time the next episode rolls around, I'll look up some more reasons of why he wrote like that. Because uh, I heard some things on that biography I was watching, but I, I just, it didn't seem like it was that interesting of a reason. So maybe I could find a deeper, you know, go on a deeper dive of why he wrote gigantic endless blocks of text. Cause if I wanted to read that, I would have read and finished reading Jerusalem by Alan Moore because at least his giant like blocks. That made more sense. Yeah. His giant blocks of text had, uh, some swears and, uh, well, at least the parts where it was in English. They had some swears that <laughs> yeah, I could I was read. Like that. Not everything was English, so no. That's on my bucket list to finish that book before I die, though. So I'm I'm only 200 pages in, which is not even. I don't even think I cracked the thousand pages left mark. Like I think I still got 12. <laughs> 11, I don't I don't know. It's a big fucking book. <laughs> so at least 10,000 pages. At least 10,000 pages. Anyway, uh, we thank you folks for joining us for another inebriated reading challenge and. Like I said, I don't know if I could be drunk while we're doing these in the future. That might be hard to discuss this kind of matter, but I guess you don't have to be drunk to be inebriated. We could be inebriated on something else. Life, perhaps. You know, positive vibes. Crack cocaine. I don't know. Uh, I haven't decided. Too. Yeah, see what I get into. See what my local meth dealers got cooking up. Um, Mescaline. Oh, that'd be fun. Uh, <laughs> save that for the romance con. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, folks, thank you for listening, and we'll be here next week with another fun... This is going to be a challenge. God damn it. Why do we do this to ourselves? Why don't we read something? I mean, it's in the name. It is in the name. It is in the name. (laughs) But we could have read something fun. Maybe next time. Dr. Seuss. The six people who listen to these IRCs will be really enthused about this one, I think. And You have no idea. (laughs) 